Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show podcast. This is episode number 12 and I'm Kat Smith and with me is Vegard Svanberg. Hi Vegard, how are you? Hello, I'm good. What have you been up to? How are things in the desert? Oh, in the desert, yeah, they're pretty normal, as normal as yeah. you can be in the desert where so nothing what, is normal. What, what have you been, I, I, I heard some rumours you've been, um, you know, baking. It, it had to do with animals. I was roasting some kitties. Uh, that was what I was afraid of. That didn't yeah. sound very good to me. No, <laughs> no I, uh, I had the worst day ever last week when I uh, was supposed to take the two cats to the veterinary clinic to have their checkups before we leave the desert. And had everything organised, had the child out, the husband was out, got the cats into their crates, which they don't particularly enjoy, got them down to the car, put one of them in the car put the seatbelt around the crate and, you know, making sure they're all nice and safe and protected if I had an accident. So, sounds good so far. Kitties wouldn't fly through the air. Put my bag in the front seat, shut that door, shut that kitty in, open the next door, put the next kitty in and thought to myself, I should put the air conditioning on because it is 37 degrees down in the basement um, and it was pretty sticky because humidity gets very, very, very high in the summer. So I was struggling a little bit with being a bit sweaty anyway. So I thought I'd put the aircon on and my car's got a remote start on the on the fob. So I have to lock the door first before I can start the engine. So I locked the doors, had the door open, locked the doors, started the engine, air conditioning comes on, threw the key into the front seat, put the next kitty crate into the back seat, <clears throat> excuse me, and put the little seat belt across her and then slammed the door and thought, fuck. Keys are in the car. Yeah, but you know, most of us would just go and get the spare key, open the car, and you know. But it sounds like that was not. Well, what yeah. If I'd had a spare key, that would have been great. The fact that my purse was in the car, my phone was in the car, the kitties were in the car, my key was in the car, <laughs> and there's no spare key because it's a lease vehicle, and they only give you one. And do you know what the worst thing was? It was I had to go and. Fortunately, we've got a concierge here and a reception team in the building, and. I could use their phone to call somebody and they had a... But a aren't you leaving something out here? Because if you start the car and the car is running with aircon on, the situation is not that bad. But no, but it doesn't run Something forever. happened, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> how long does it run for? About five minutes. Oh dear, about five so minutes. basically thought, oh the car God, stopped and it was how hot? Got to get these kitties 37 degrees Celsius plus humidity. Uh-oh. It was pretty hot. So um, oh so the thing the thing was though that I rely so much on my phone for all my contacts, and I don't think about memorizing numbers anymore. So fortunately, I could barely recall, but I did I, from the very dark recesses of my mind, found my husband's phone number in there, and was managed to call him at work. But of course, he was in a meeting for half an hour. Uh, and we couldn't get hold of anybody to do emergency open the door. And uh, an hour and a half later, <laughs> someone did come and open the door, and the kitties were beside right. themselves. And I had to take them up and have a drink of water. Rang the vet and said, "Sorry, I can't come." But they said, "No, just bring them now. We'll see you." So I had to bundle them back in the car and take them to the vet. Oh so they've had 
a very stressful day. But, you know, not are really the, good to have fried feelings. Are the cats okay, cats? Well, they're cats, aren't they? They're quite resilient. Yeah, <laughs> cool, yeah. yeah. Well, you were going to dispatch of them anyway, weren't you? So. No, I wasn't going to dispatch of them. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, um, I thought that's good that in preparation for when actually they do have to go into their crate next week to fly to away from the giant sandpit onto their next destination, and that's a 17-hour flight in the back of a plane. Wow. So an hour and a half Not in a hot car is nothing compared to what they're going to experience next week, no, poor little things. going to experience uh, yeah, but I did think at one half point hours flight in a cold compartment. Yeah. yeah, but then I did think, well, what a way to go if I killed the kitties before they left. <laughs> Bake them. Well, you could have eaten them. Ah, yuck. <laughs> Finished roast. Lots of food. Perfect. Yeah, nice. Long cooked, 37 and a half degrees for how long? Yeah, yeah. Okay, slow cooked. No, that's not nice, isn't it? Nice and Pulled tender. Pulled cats. <laughs> Pulled cats. Mm, starting to get a bit suspect now. So, yeah, yeah that was my week. That's, um, that's been the highlight of my week. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about my neighbour's cock. You want to talk about your neighbour's cock? I want to talk about the okay. cock. Yes. <laughs> From pussy to cock. Excellent. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we are talking about the rooster version oh. of a cock. Okay. Uh, I'm going to reveal that um, so much. Does no, he, does my neighbor, neighbor have a big cock? cock? Does he have a noisy cock? My neighbor's got a big cock. Yes. <laughs> a big cock. And, you know, in Norway, it's uh, summertime, so the sun goes up. You know, it never really gets dark, so it gets really, really light. Yeah, what's with that? That's so strange. What a strange place to live. It's light all the time. It works. I have curtains. Unfortunately, the Uh curtains doesn't, they don't block the sound of the cock waking (laughs) up. So, let me get this straight. The cock wakes up even though the sun is up all the time. So the cock still goes. Uh, no, the sun isn't up all the time. No, it's getting. You know, we're in August, so it's getting darker. But it's been it's been worse actually. It's I think yeah. Anyway, the bloody rooster starts. You know, between four and six in the morning, depending mm. on you know the mood apparently, and then you have the you have him first going. You know, he makes the first sounds, and then it's a bit random after that, so he can do it every. Half minute, every minute, <laughs> or every other minute, every five minutes, you're just lying there, just waiting for the next one. Just I, and I know it. how OCD you are. That would just drive oh, you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a regular one. <laughs> so one of my friends suggested that I go to my neighbor and tell him that, or tell her, to get rid of the cock or I'll eat it. Right. But, and yeah. did she? Yeah. You haven't yet. Uh, well, yes, we have uh, had a text conversation. Yeah, very brave. And uh, what's happened is she's now keeping the cock in her bedroom at night. What? To try to keep it dark. Okay. <laughs> yes. So as long as you know, as long as you keep the cock in a dark room, it won't. You know, she's start. sleeping with the cock. <laughs> she's living with a cock. It's oh my true. god, Norway is such a strange place. <laughs> no, she said that she would give it away, but as I as far as I know, as far as I understand, people don't need really need many many cocks. They just need <laughs> one. So cocks are, you know, there are too many cocks. Okay. 
So this is why my life is so rock and roll. I mean, <laughs> if it, I mean, this is the period where my youngest finally started, you know, sleep through the night, and I was, ah. you know, looking forward to nice maybe sleep an hour longer than I've usually done. Then this bloody rooster starts going off. <laughs> cock destroys yeah. it all. And you know what the worst thing is? You <laughs> no, know that no, when you've been waking up early a few did. days. Yeah. When you've been waking up early for a few days, then you start to wake up before it. And then you just <laughs> sit there and anticipate and wait for it to start. Anticipating the so cock. Got, oh, yeah. Anticipating the cock. <laughs> I don't think I can do a podcast Again, well, today. Allies are so rock and roll. From roosting pussies cock. to cocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that beats my frying kitties. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, uh, so difficult mental and mental interview with we, you. Uh, we, have wide open. We, just, we have to get back on track. We have to get back on track. We just spent the first nine minutes talking about pisses and cocks. <laughs> well, <laughs> is there a marketing lesson there? Probably not. I totally forgotten what we were going to talk about. Uh, we're actually going to talk. We were going to talk about other than pussies and cocks. Um, follow up and uh, keeping your herd loyal. So. Uh, once you've got the client through the door and you've given them a service or a product and you think they're fantastic and you want to keep them and so that they come back and spend more money with you the next time and you'd have to do less about getting them in the door is uh, trying to make sure they do stay in the door and um, keep coming back and ways of doing that because it's not as simple as just saying uh, come back for another appointment there you have to work at it it is work and the more you do work at it or the more cleverly you work at it with some of the tactics that we're going to talk about today the easier I'm it is sorry but i just thought i heard the w word is that the same as you know work are you talking about doing a job here no no is this a rather gob no, word this is fun this is fun this work in fact in terms of you actually have to do something you can't just sit back and think that person's going to come back to sell on just because you're fabulous they might they might not so they should yeah but if, to help them along and to keep them loyal to you you have to you have to create an environment where they want to come back and that you they are what's the words i'm looking for that they feel part of a of a family or a group or a community and they don't want to miss out so they want to you what you want to do is give them something to hang that on and that requires a little bit of work it's not a huge amount of work it's just a little bit of work and it's fun it can be fun it can be very fun and it can be very small gestures or it could be something else but the key is it needs to be relentless and that you're following up all of the time and i heard once sorry yeah what did you hear go on you no, I heard once that I could attract all this by just doing a little thought work. A little what work? Thought work. Just, you know, thinking about attracting clients and then they should just, you know, fall over the doorstep. <laughs> Isn't that how it is works, this, this, Are you actually this... telling people that they need to do something? Are you telling is them they need to sleep... do job work, <laughs> need to do work to, to get clients to come back? Are you sleep deprived what you're because saying? of cock? <laughs> Because what yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, you do yeah. need to do stuff. Um, and yeah. and the simple thing, the thing is, and the fun thing is, it's simple and it, it doesn't require much. But you, there are various ways of doing things where you can 
uh, keep your herd loyal. And the reason you want to do that is because they're going to be, so your clients are going to be bombarded with messages from other salons and other businesses all the time because everybody's looking for new clients. And you want to make sure that if they get that kind of information from somewhere else, that they're not going to stray. So you're basically trying to keep them all together, like you know the cattle farmer, you want to keep them all in your herd and you want to make sure that they're getting what they want and what they need from you. And the way to do that is just to be constantly giving them entertaining information. And I do that a lot with daily emails. So I email my list of people every day and they get something every day. But the people who are my, uh, who are my actual clients and paying me for information, they get a regular um, a monthly 12-page newsletter and a tally class, which is recorded, so they hear from me. Plus they get a weekly video, which I send out to them and chat about various things. Plus there's things like this podcast. This is a regular thing. but um, And then I also send them any information that I've got that might be relevant to their businesses and um, I've got books with a follow-up with so I can send them books but what I used to do in the salon when I in the salon was there was three things that worked really really well and one of them was um, sending a little handwritten card to a client and just very randomly sending it but regularly sending something and we had them printed with one of the images that we used for a photo shoot and we got the stylist to write little notes saying, just thinking of you, or thought you might like something nice in your letterbox. Um, how's your hair or how's your nails or whatever it was. And that would go out. Um, and people would love that. And it's just letting them know that you're there and that reminding them that you're there and that if they had the urge or they had the need at that particular point in time, they'd pick up the phone and call. So that was one. So it's tiny. So, you know, a few cents, a few pennies to buy a card and whatever, how much to send it out to their personal address. And you should have all those things like the personal addresses and the phone numbers and emails because you should be collecting that when they come into the salon. And the second thing they did, and this was part of a strategy of getting people back in after they'd made their first visit, was to call the client a week after they'd had an appointment and just ask the question, how are you? How is everything with your hair? and then stop and listen, not say anything else. And it gave the client the opportunity to say, yes, it's great, it's fantastic, I'm loving it, or mm, when I worked out, walked out it was great, but now I'm finding that it's not what I thought. And it gives you the opportunity to fix a problem before it becomes a complaint, and also makes them quite surprised that you've called them, and if they haven't booked for another appointment when they left the salon in the first place, it reminds them to do so right then and there. But it also means that they think that you're thinking about them, which you are, and it's a really nice feeling when we've been thought about by somebody else quite randomly. It makes us feel really good. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. You know what kind of follow-up I did? <laughs> you sent a cock to them? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I did nothing. Mm. For a long while, Good I did work. nothing. Work. And what happened? Nothing. <laughs> wow. So the outcome yeah. is the same. It's surprising, I know. But, I mean, you need to follow up. It's it's easy. I do um, many different kind of follow-ups. But the uh, most 
easy, I guess the easiest one to implement is just a series of follow-up emails after they bought from you. For instance, that's just one of the things I do. What I find from that is that I find that, you know, I follow them up, ask, ask them how things are, how the services are working for them, etc., etc. They, um, not everyone replies, but those who do reply, thank me for following up, thank me for being so persistent, thank me for, you know, just asking them how they are. Yeah. And when something does come up, which it, you know, sometimes does, they they will contact me and say that, look, blah, 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 something happened. I need help with X, Y, and Z. And, and that actually works really well, surprisingly. Whilst when I didn't follow up, what I would find is that people would, you know, stop buying from me or I wouldn't hear from them or they would just be sitting there uh, unsatisfied thirsting for help but actually you know doing nothing uh to get in touch with me so follow-up can 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 really help that well and and do you know what even if you do a small amount of work that w word um you're you're streets ahead of the game because majority of people don't follow up at all and one of the key i think reasons- that's actually yeah, sorry for interrupting you, which no, I'm not. not. But uh, I think that's actually, <laughs> that is actually important to emphasise what you just said. I'm going to say it once more. Well, you say it better. Just doing something is better than nothing. Yeah, of course I say it better. <laughs> no, because it is. Because as you say, no one else does it. And in 80-20 terms, just doing something is way better than nothing. And I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head right now, and I'm searching for it as I speak. But... Um, the majority of people leave a business because of ambivalence. But they didn't get anything from the relationship when they you know, yeah. first uh, bought something from the supplier. So if you're doing absolutely nothing at all, you're just leaving money on the table. You are almost pushing those people out the door again. And if you spent money getting them in the door to start with, you're wasting your time. So even if you do a small amount of follow-up, it makes a huge difference. I've had... Um, surprises where I've had a, a personal note from someone I've bought something from and thought this is great this is fantastic they actually you know they only did it once but they gave a damn to actually write a personal note saying thank you for your purchase really hope that we see you again sometime um, no one does it no one it's a surprise no you'll get it. you'll get something even yeah. a phone call you know I hope you really enjoyed what you got if you've got any problems with it let me know it's you don't have to go into a whole detailed discussion. You just ask them, how is it going? And they'll t- soon tell you. And then the other I've actually thing seen that do. from even the people on Amazon. Really? Uh, actually, some uh, smaller... Yep. Uh, yeah, the small on Amazon. They actually people, leave yeah. you handwritten notes yeah. and stuff. With yeah. your, I don't think they're actually allowed to, but they still do it. And it works, you know, really well. It's a personal touch. And that's what people are lacking. They really need... You know, in this, we're in a very fast day and age where things happen very quickly and it's all about the speed and the process but nobody stops to take time to actually think about who's on the receiving end of your services and products and that they're a human being as well um, and I was having a discussion about this last night with a friend who said that um, that people don't respect people anymore and that we should just be kind and you know things that are going on in the world at the moment are pretty horrible but if you if you can just be kind to everybody. Obviously, you're not going to be over the top with somebody who you know abuses you and all the rest of it. But in the main, just be 
respectful. It's not hard to, to do that. And one of those things is to send someone a little note saying you're thinking of them. Um, and if you want to get really tricky and start to uh, really get into this kind of uh, follow-up and making sure that clients are sticking with you is um, writing a monthly paper newsletter and sending that out to your clients and then they get something in the post from you every month and they get to enjoy it and it doesn't have to be about your thing so there's lots of um, in fact I do a whole pro uh, course on writing newsletters and what should be in them but it doesn't have to be about the products or about your services it just has to be entertaining it can be four A4 sides of paper and it can be printed in black and white and it can be super cheap to print but it goes out every month and you, you are always in their life, if you know what I mean. So even if they're not coming into the salon once a month, they, you are in their house on their coffee when table I talk to their fridge. When I talk to people about that, about sending print newsletters, what I most often get back is that um, they're worried about the costs. Um, does it like to just say something about that? Because if you can't afford spending those that little amount of money on following up your customers you know you there is a the question to ask is if you really have a business because <laughs> the cost per client per newsletter is really really small it is and to get your customer you know you have to invest to get customers in you have to invest in ads you have to invest in other stuff just to other kinds of marketing to get them in and when you have them inside your business, all you really have to do is follow them up. And that cost is way, way, way less than what it costs to get them in the first time. So it's really, really, we talked about this before briefly, but following up your existing customers and clients is actually much, much cheaper. It's much easier to sell to them, to them than, than new getting new clients and well, customers. Well, when you think about it, it's far more profitable because they're the ones who are going to spend the money yes. with you because they already know you and trust yeah, you. And exactly. you've already got the relationship. So, you know, they're yeah. going to yeah, cost you less. This brings me over to, yes. And this brings me over to, to something uh, someone asked us. Um, but before we, we, we um, tell them what that question was, just want to say that if you have a salon and you, know, you are fairly busy, you have your staff, then you don't necessarily need to add more staff or get more clients to grow it. You could actually grow it by targeting your existing clients. Yeah, you do need new clients from time to time to you know replace the ones who disappear, but you can really sell more to the clients' customer have. We talked a lot about increasing your prices. That's one way of growing and just getting your existing clients to to buy more from you. That means in the salon means you know getting back more often or or buying other products. So and there's a lot you can do just through that follow up, which would be cost-wise um, or ROI-wise easier and, and cheaper uh, when you target your existing clients. Normally, there are exceptions. So, Kat, we got a question. Would you mind um, Yeah, well, it's actually a question was that was to my group. And um, this is a question that Rory had. Well, it was about, uh, and Rory has a little salon in Essex in the UK and is doing very, very well. Thank you very much. But... Um, He's got some nice staff members and they are doing quite well, but they have times when their columns are empty and he wanted to know how to get more clients in for his 
staff members are busy and what they could do to make that happen. Um, and Rory's quite a clever guy because he's taken a whole lot of things and he's run with it and he's got a good strategy and he knows what he's doing. Um, he's been given lots of information from me and he has increased his uh, turnover and he's increased his profit and his profit is up by 79% in three months. So it's pretty fantastic um, figures, but also he's pretty good at implementation. So um, he just wanted to know what to do if there's any other ways of getting his staff busy. And I think that actually links into what we just talked about, about follow-up. And you can get your staff to do this. So you can get your staff to pick up the phone and call the clients that they already have and talk to them and say, how was your hair? And then say, if you liked what I did, would you be able to recommend a friend? Um, and would you mind if I got their contact numbers and can I call them? So you can actually ask them to do that. Now, a lot of people will say, well, no, I'd rather speak to them myself. And if you've got a referral um, strategy in place where you can give that client something to give to their friend, all the better. And so, okay, well, I'll send you something in the post if that's okay with you. Can you refer, give that to your friend if you feel comfortable with doing that? And that means that you're taking the initiative and you're actually making it a, um, you're actually out there asking for the referral, asking for the new business rather than waiting for it to happen. So you're in control of it. Um, I've just recently been dealing with a printer who um, has done a great job and um, he just came out and said, Kat, um, can you please write a review on this website for me? Gave me the link. And I said, yeah, no problem. It's absolutely fine. But if he hadn't asked, I wouldn't have thought to go off on my own back and do it myself. So he got a review, a five-star review, and, and it, you know, he was very appreciative. But you have to ask for these things. So ask, get your staff to ask for the referral and ask for the business. But doing it, like I said, and combining it with the follow-up, it kills two birds with one stone. That you know, customer is getting a personal touch, and also you're getting some new business out of it. So, do you have anything to add to that? No. For once, I don't. Wow. No, you put it brilliantly. <laughs> and that's besides, you know, when I start talking, I can go on and on really? and on Not and noticed. on. But I can see we, you know, getting close to the end here. Okay. So it's time to We're wrap. We're if you haven't done so already and enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes. If you enjoy the show and you think others could benefit from it, that will actually help them find the show. We don't really care if you give us a one star or five star, but, you know, just yep. rate us. The better the comments, uh, put as also, many comments as you like. Don't care. Yeah. And also, if you have a question, you can send it to us on the growyoursalonfastshow.com and we might answer that on the uh, on the air in the later episodes. Oh, we might be famous, world famous. We well, might be famous. Yeah, I would say we also take, you know, we we tell our we tell our our crowd not to ask for feedback, but we would welcome feedback because you know positive feedback is nice to hear. Negative feedback will give us fodder to use on the show. So <laughs> it's a win-win. Yeah, we're getting lazy. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So if you you need to go to www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com and send us your information send us or sign up for it when you get some nice newsletter might come your way as well never know do that now and we will be back in a week okay Goodbye. see you later you've been listening to the grow your salon fast show with cat and vagard share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com